All right, y'all, welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So today's episode is the first one I'm recording of 2021. And depending on uh, how you're hanging out with me here today, you're either watching the video, which is the first time video for it, or you're just chilling with the audio, you know, living our best life, living that audio dream. I have Miss Nicole Saunders on here. So when we first connected on the Instagram, the best place, I'm just gonna say that, uh, she was a Pinterest coach. And at the time I had no freaking clue about anything on Pinterest. I like had it and I like stare at it. And literally to me, Pinterest is just run by like magical unicorns who just like create incredible content just in nonstop. I love it. I lo- I've never managed to post anything to Pinterest. And I was like, oh, she can tell me that. And uh, now she's a business coach and now she's my clubhouse expert. And y'all, I am on clubhouse. <laughs> I think I follow one person. I follow the person who invited me and it's great. So we're going to learn some of that. We're going to get her story. We're just going to have a good time. If you hear any noise in the background, I do apologize. They are paving our apartment parking lot today and uh, they're just yelling, living their best lives. And uh, I'm just glad I'm in here because it is 27 degrees outside. So they can keep that. So if you just want to Oh my tell gosh, us- no. Yeah, no, it's been so cold. It like snowed the last couple of days. No, no, I'm not, I'm not do cold. I did not move to Nashville to have snow. I moved away from Colorado to not have snow. And the fact that it keeps happening, I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But if you just yeah, want to yeah. tell us. It'll be over where, soon though. Where are you even? Where are you even located? I'm outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm just across from you about seven okay. hours. But no snow. You guys, do you guys yeah, get snow? Yeah. It snowed last week, and by snow, I mean it flurried. Yeah, I like. <laughs> so, I can do. Yeah. I can do flurry where like it doesn't stick on the ground, and then it's just gone. It's like, oh, it's it looks pretty, and then it's gone. Not any of this, like, oh, it's here, and then the, all the roads are frozen. I'm not not frozen roads, girl. Just yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't mind it for two days, but after that, it's gotta go. <laughs> Yes. So if you just want to share your story, how you got here, how you got into the space, any of that fun stuff, tell me exciting things about you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) um, I guess I'll start back in college. When I was in college, um, I was actually my sorority chapter's president and I just started working on campus. I really loved it. And it encouraged me and made me decide that I should go to grad school and do this college thing and so I never had to grow up right so I spent two years getting my master's degree and then I spent about a decade working in student activities so basically the fun side of college so everything outside of the classroom um, I did uh, carnivals homecoming um, comedians hypnotists bands whatever all the fun stuff and it was so uh, it was a lot of fun but it was also a lot of work and people didn't always see that but you know as I encouraged my students to go and chase their dreams it came to the point that um things changed my office went from a staff of four to a staff of two within two weeks and there was really no site for change in that climate um and so me and my one co-worker um he ended up leaving about a month before I did so I've been full-time self-employed since March 2018 
I think. Yep. Um, I'm like, I, the, the years are losing me now, but um, it'll be three years this March. So, and while I was still working, I had this blog I launched and I was in a direct sales business. And I just talked about, you know, I wrote about like Pinterest and Tailwind and um, my dogs and things, but Tailwind reached out and they're like, Hey, we want to promote your post about us. I was like, cool. Nobody's ever done that before. I must know what I'm talking about. So one thing led to another. I had some clients and whatnot. And eventually my mentor, Kate All from Simple Pin Media, she launched her program. And I was like, man, if I could just get three beta clients, I can pay the payment plan. I had never paid a thousand dollars for anything in my life, but I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is my way to get out. So <laughs> I had, um, I think six clients within two weeks or something. And I already knew I was leaving my job regardless. So I was like, okay, it's two, I'm leaving. So, um, yeah, my last day was March 2nd, 2018. And then I spent the last almost three years in doing Pinterest. At first it was like, I'm just doing anything to like make money. So I don't have to go work for somebody else now. Um, so I was doing all the things, ghostwriting, graphics, branding, whatever, um, plus Pinterest. And um, I, what happened was I met with Jessica Stansberry and Jacqueline Malone um, that summer and ended up having, uh, they were like, you can do one or the other. Do you want to do Pinterest or branding? And I was like, fine, I'll do Pinterest. That's easier for me. So <laughs> from that point, I niched down and I went, oh, all in on Pinterest and I loved it. I still love it. I still have clients. I'm just not taking new clients. Um, so last year about this time, um, I really wanted to pivot and I was working on that. I had, um, an in-person retreat in the works and I started offering coaching and I think out the gate, I was just charging way too much for a new business, you know? So, um, my coaching packages were high. Cause I was like, well, that's what I'm used to paying. So I tried the pivot thing. It didn't really work out. Then my dad passed away in March. Um, and then, uh, COVID happened. So the world shut down and I was like, well, path of least resistance. My retreat got canceled. Well, we moved it and then things just kept getting worse. So I was like, you know what, we're going to do a group coaching program now because, when I'm with people, I want to be with them. I want to hug them. I want to see them. I don't want to have to like only see half their face, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, and I want people to be safe. I truly, you know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I believe in science and I just want people to be safe. So yeah. So that group coaching program, we're starting in a few weeks. So March or not March, February 1st, we'll kick off. But um, I have that coming up. And then, yeah, so I, I went down this rabbit hole of Clubhouse and, you know, last I guess about a week and a half ago or two weeks now, I was on there and I was like talking about Pinterest every day and, you know, just three or four hours a day talking about Pinterest. And I was like, I'm just so tired. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's so boring. And it's not, it's not fulfilling my soul. So it was finally like, you know what? I'm a business coach. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this thing. Um, and I got some really good advice from somebody that was hosting a room about coaching. And I was like, how do I pivot? And he was like, you know what? You should offer some free coaching sessions. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Because last year, had you told me to offer free anything, I would have been like, nope, um, my time is worth more than free. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm keeping it very limited. So I have two coaching clients that are getting some free sessions, but they're offering me a video testimonial. So I think that is a pretty good exchange because I can use that across my website and different social platforms. But um, I kind of have this joke now, like Clubhouse made me do it. Um, and it really, it really just reminded me how much it sets my soul on fire to pour in and empower other women. And I get to bring my higher education background through 
um, leadership and strengths and just working with students like that just I could see that transformation and I want to be able to see that again and really impact people one-on-one -on -one. so um, that's kind of how all of that came about and yeah I'm I'm just really excited to to pour into people that's so freaking cool I I love it I love I love that you did a pivot from something that you love 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 that you still like love that's just not for you, like you niche down so much and you're like, I actually have so much more that I can educate and I can give. And I think when we niche down really, really far, like that's great for that time. Mm -hmm. But if your niche isn't like making you happy, if you're not excited to talk about it all the time, like then you can evaluate and look at that. And sometimes, yeah, we need that uh, clubhouse push. Like yeah. I had thought about coaching and then was like, no. And then COVID happened last year and I was all of a sudden out of a job and just home all the time. Just like, well, I have all this time to do stuff. And yeah. I offered a lot of free stuff when I started because I was like, I don't have any idea how to talk someone through this. So I had like, I spent most of the summer with like beta group for like a coaching program that I'm launching that I like that starts next month as well. Like I spent all month with like 12 people being like, okay, I just need, I need you to tell me feedback every step of the way. And I think getting those testimonials before I ask someone for their hard earned money, like I want to be like, I can actually help you. And I help someone else. And you know, I didn't know that I was going to be able to help anyone. I had no idea. I, I was a cute idea. I was like, I bet I could. I'm like, I did this. So I bet I could teach someone else to do it. And, but you don't know until you try. It could have been a complete waste. And a bunch of people could have been like, you just set me back financially all of this money. And I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I don't want to be that. I have definitely invested in stuff that I'm like, wow, this was a waste of my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And while there's always the risk for that, because not everything's for everyone. I'm like, I, my whole job is to help people get out of debt. So if they spend a bunch of money on me and I don't help them, I'm like, this is problematic. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's so important that we can appreciate a pivot and that we aren't scared to offer some free services. If you're a coach and you've been doing it, you know, one or two free sessions, like you said, yeah. Mm -hmm. test the waters feel it out but if you're too scared to even offer anything and get that feedback it's probably I would rather get the feedback from someone for free than they give me bad to bad feedback and I have to refund their money anyway yeah 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 agreed and I think too like it's it's a good way to you know, even though this is what I've done in the past and at my former job, you know, I think just marrying the two. So giving that experience and, and you know, if nothing comes of it, I got a video testimonial and I'm, I'm getting some experience under my belt. So I always tell people like it's when you pay it forward, you're going to get it back tenfold. So, you know, if if you're not confident in what you're doing, it's a good way. You know, I think it's a good way to try it. But Honestly, um, you know, I think confidence is, is gotta be part of it. Like if you're not feeling confident in it at all, like you got to work on some mindset and self-confidence stuff. But, um, you know, I, I always encourage people to do that. Like, don't be afraid to go out there and ask for what you want. Cause if you don't let people tell, you no, then you're just telling yourself no. Yes. Everything. Oh, what's the phrase? When I was in network marketing, every everything is a no unless you ask everything is a no like whatever you want mm -hmm. like 
I would rather have somebody tell me no than to just obsess about the fact that like, oh, I could do something for them. I could do, but I've never, I've never told them. And I've never given them permission to make a decision. I've, I have taken the decision away from them. I have decided for them that mm. I can't help them. They don't need what I have. I have just removed them from the entire situation. And I would hate for someone to do that to me. And then for me to find out later, like, oh my, you could have helped me. This thing would have been great for me, but you didn't want to ask me. No, no, I, no, no. So <laughs> I just ask everyone everything now. I'm just like, would you like to do this? Do you like this? Does this work for you? Yeah. And then you get that feedback and then you understand like, no, you work on it, you improve. Every no is just an improvement possibility. So yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, no is the second best answer. If you, you know, I hate when people just kind of drag their feet and like, oh, maybe I don't know, you know, or just emoji, whatever, like, you know, and I learned that from my higher ed days, booking entertainment, they would always say, like their booking agents would be like, if you can't tell me yes, tell me no. So I'm not sitting over here and you're stringing me along. So I think it's important, like if to get comfortable saying no, um, you know, if somebody's asking you stuff to be able to say no, but also, you know, if you hear no enough, eventually you're going to hear a yes. So you've got to ask no <laughs> or get ask those questions enough, um, get, get all those no's so you'll get a yes. I love how you said that, like, saying no, like, we can normalize saying no. That's something that I don't think enough people do. They have to, like, try to justify it, explain it to somebody else, try to explain it to themselves why they're saying no. I'm like, no is a complete sentence. You can just say no. No one mm -hmm. is forcing you to do anything. I don't want to force somebody into a program. I don't want to force somebody into something because yep. they're not going to get anything out of it. And people are like, but if I ask them too many times I'm like don't slide into their dms and be like are you ready are you ready are you ready like of 50 times like don't yeah do that have a good conversation mm -hmm. ask let them tell you yes or no if they do come back with a let me think about it, i don't know just set a follow-up time be like okay well i'll talk to you on this and then you just let it go you don't harp on them you're like they yep. gave you a time you reach back out then like, that's just i do that with like real friends like yeah. oh I'll talk to you on such and such yeah. day normalize your clients being humans with yes. you like yes. they're not as cool as it is that they give you their money like they are people with lives and we are living in a global pandemic like everybody gets a lot of grace at mm -hmm. this point so I love that so I need to know about Clubhouse like yeah <laughs> why I half of my Instagram story is just like people screenshotting being in rooms I genuinely have no freaking clue like why do I need to be on this what the heck do you even do how do you even get in these rooms mm -hmm. that's I think I I think I'm struggling with like I'm not I don't know how to follow people I don't want to get into these yep. rooms what do I need tell me what I yeah, need and yeah. how I can make these connections yeah so actually if you want a link in the description on the YouTube video I have a chance a video that's all about just the intro to Clubhouse but basically Clubhouse is like when I think of it it's like live podcasting but it's also like if you've ever been to a conference after the sessions end, everybody's hanging out at the bar and just, just talking. And that's what it is. You, It's like, and it's almost like you can make your own conference. So like you can find a lot of really big names on there, hosting rooms and giving away all of this information. Clubhouse is free, um, which is crazy. I know people were like, I would pay for this. And at first I was like, there's no way I would pay for this. And now I'm like, yeah, I would probably pay, you know, 20 bucks a month, whatever. But um, 
it's so huge. Like it is a gold mine for all of these relationships and connections. I've found so many people that I didn't even know existed. Like Instagram never showed them to me. Facebook never showed them to me. I see the same circle of people all the time. But um, Clubhouse is about who you follow, not who follows you, honestly. So that's kind of how you build your hallway. So the hallway, when you go on the app, what you're going to see is the hallway. And that's all the rooms that are happening right then. So, um, you know, right now there's like in my hallway, connect with women entrepreneurs, podcast, find a guest, be a guest, um, learning the skill of money with Christina Wise. And then it goes on and on. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um but that's how you get in rooms is based on who you're following and you see them pop in a room and then you're like, oh, I can hop in that room. So it's all about getting, and here's the thing. People are like, oh, I don't want to get in there. Is my mic going to be on? Can people hear me immediately? No, you have to be on stage to be able to talk. You can listen all day. It's kind of like somebody said, it feels like eavesdropping and it kind of is, um, but people are on there giving away such good value. Um, I think I booked literally in the last couple of days, five or six podcast interviews. I got asked to write an article for a magazine, like just the opportunities that I've had in there have been so good and just connecting with people. Cause at the end of the day, your business is about relationships, who, you know, and your network is your net worth. I know people say that a lot and I truly believe it because, you know, once you get visible and once you get to know people and they get to know you, they're going to know, like, and trust you. And that just builds more authority. And as that authority builds, you become that expert. So, um, that's why I love it. It's just all the connections on there. I like pulled it up on my phone. I was like, one is a hallway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the first time I got on there, cause I got invited like December 12th and I didn't get on there for like two weeks. It was like, this is ugly. It's Brown. It's like not pretty, you know, Pinterest background here. Like I want things to look pretty and I didn't really get it, but um, it's funny how th- it's, it's evolved a lot, even just the past three, four weeks that I've been active on there. I mean, the it's, it's evolved. And the cool thing too, is the developers, the creators of the app, they have these town halls every Sunday afternoon. So they're asking questions. They want feedback. Um, they're implementing, um, you know, design things that people have asked for. So you can request things, um, which has been really cool to see a platform at this very beginning stage as a business owner. You know, I was in college when Clubhouse, uh, not Clubhouse, I was in college when Facebook came out. I remember, um, you know, we got it spring 20, 2005 on my campus and I was like so excited. And because um, all my other friends at other schools already had it, I felt like our school was behind, but you know, I didn't have a business then. And then in um, grad school, Twitter came out. I started using that, didn't have a business. First year as a, you know, working in higher ed, uh, Instagram came out. I didn't have a business then. So it's like now I get to be at the beginning and the forefront of this. So um, I think when you can be an early adopter to something, it's special. So if you have an iOS device or an iPad that runs iOS, get on it. Like, don't be scared. Just go on there and and try it out. Test the waters. I feel like you just dated both of us because (laughs) anyone who's super young, you don't understand that to get on Facebook originally, you had to have a university email address. You couldn't just like go get on Facebook. You had to do it through your school. Facebook used to actually be like elitist in that regard where you had Mm -hmm. to be going to college. That's so Yeah, it was exclusive. 
exclusive. And so you wanted to be on it. And that's kind of like Clubhouse now. It's exclusive right now. You have to be invited yep. and you have to have an iOS device. So I'm here for it. I just Googled when Instagram started. And so I was like halfway through college. That's nuts to me to think that like a decade ago, like Instagram wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so sad. That's crazy. Even before I did any social media marketing, anything business, like Instagram is how I made like new friends. I'm super I am painfully introverted. Do not ask me to go out where there are real humans. Like it will not happen. I want nothing to do with it now. Connect with people all over the world that I can text, done, 100% all day. Mm-hmm. So Instagram helped me connect to people in the fitness industry, things like that. And it's just evolved from there. So I love to hear that like Clubhouse is kind of like that basis. And all of my coaching friends are just like mm-hmm. in Clubhouse, in Clubhouse. And I'm like, I don't even know how to start a room, but feel like today after uh, I get off here, I'm just going to go try it. Yeah. Just go hang out because honestly, like, so the best way to fall, like to find people to follow, whether it's your ideal client or things you're interested in. So, you know, suddenly, because I like personality assessments and things like that, I've got hooked down this human design rabbit hole and I don't know anything about it. The first time I did the assessment, I looked at it, I said, um, it tells me I'm a generator and that 70% of the population is a generator. I don't like this by because I am an Enneagram four. I want to be the most unique. And I'm also an INFJ, the rarest type or less than 1% of the population from my experience. So it's like, this is stupid. I'm not 70% of the population. Like why? But I've started learning more about it. And apparently, so I have a call with a girl today and we're just doing a virtual coffee chat and she does human design. Um, I guess she like reads the chart. Um, and she was like, there's over so many um, different combinations. So I promised you're rare. And I was like, okay, well, I feel better now. So now I'm like about to try to find somebody to pay them money to read this chart to me. And I wouldn't have been spending money to have a human design chart read to me three weeks ago. I would have been like, I don't care about that crap. <laughs> like, and now I'm like, Ooh, what is this? So yeah, you can follow people of any interest. Like I follow plant people, dog people, like I go into dog rooms and, and it's just to hang out and learn and, and just, you know, talk dogs. Yeah. I have my human design chart printed on my cork board. And so I'm a projector, which is not, it's less rare than generators, I think, but then I'm like a non-specific manifesting projector. And that was weird. And I was like, whatever, like they explained it to me and I was like, okay, that fits. Cause I love to set big goals, but I hate, I am a timeline schedule day-to-day person, but like if a goal, I'm like, what's my goal? It doesn't matter. I don't care how long it's going to take. So anytime I would try to put confines on it, like, oh, I have to reach this goal in X amount of days. I would, my brain would do everything in its power to make sure that never happened. I would have, something would happen. I would find every excuse. I would have a complete mental breakdown. I would be nothing but panic so that I could not hit that goal because I was like, oh, I'm going to hit this thing. I'm going to do it in three days. No, you're not. My brain was like, no, we are not. And since learning that one little thing where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get the goal. Does it take me four days? Does it take me four months? Is it going to take me four freaking years? It literally doesn't matter. And so since I've started looking at my goals that I've done over my life like that, I'm like, oh, I have achieved all of these goals and they were on a totally different timeline than what I thought that they were going to be, but I got them. So that part of human design 
I really liked, but I am a Enneagram junkie. I am a six wing five. So I am a loyalist till I die, but I will question everything that you have ever said in your life. We, I will go down <laughs> with the ship and the whole time the ship is going down, I'll be like, so who, who broke the ship? How did we get here? Why didn't anyone fix the ship? I am that. And I, I love the Enneagram since finding that. Like if you're not a shameless plug for somebody else's podcast, if you're not listening to Enneagram and coffee, she is yeah. so in depth. I love all of her posts. She is just so like. I've met Sarah J in person before. <gasps> so she lives in Asheville. So she did this Enneagram workshop at a co-working space. And one of my local friends, she loves Enneagram too. So we drove down and did Sarah Jane's workshop. It was amazing. Okay, well, I'm just yeah. jealous as I could possibly be right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it I was last February, was, so, yeah. I didn't even realize she was that close, because Nashville, yeah. I guess it's still like a half day. Five, six, it's I think still I think, totally be worth it, though. Yeah, so <laughs> good things to learn. How did we get here? This is perfect. I love this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess definitely be on Clubhouse. It definitely... I, I when it came out and I saw it, I was like, is this just one of those new mm-hmm. hype things? But just like looking like I got my phone, I'm like, these are big entrepreneur names that I follow. And I'm like, they're not gonna waste their time on stuff that they don't think is gonna be there. So I think I'm more encouraged. Well, and it's and funny because then- they're big names. Oh, sorry. It's funny because they're big names off the platform and then they get on here and it's like they have four followers and I'm like, wow, you know, like it's it's funny because it's like they either haven't put the time into it because you have to be the one on the clubhouse. People know if it's your voice or not. So it is truly a time suck, but for me, it's been so worth it. And and I, I mean, I can see a lot of where I think things will monetize down the road, like private rooms and things like that. But um, right now, everything on there is free and people are just like, I mean, getting job offers or, you know, I was in a room and somebody's like, yeah, I made $60,000 this week. And I'm just like, wow, you know, my funnel is not set up like that. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it's different for me, but um, I've definitely had a lot of things happen to me that, that I will uh, give to Clubhouse. Clubhouse has blessed me with. So. so would you say Clubhouse? So I've really mostly seen like my entrepreneur friends who are in it. Are people who aren't in the entrepreneurial space not like, are just like, I feel weird saying like regular people, but people who aren't like coaches or in a business space are people just the way because anyone's on Instagram or Facebook like just near living your life not trying to promote anything is Clubhouse for that is like since there's so much education are people coming there for that just my like we'll use my husband he's in like coding but he's not like promoting himself as like a coding coach or like any courses development, things like that. Like he just is a web developer and they have a company and that's what they do. Would somebody like that who's not in this space get a lot of benefit? When I go in, am I going to mainly be talking to genuinely like peers or like a whole wider range of things? So I think it it can go both ways. So one, it's who you're following. That's who you're going to see. So if you're not following general public, Public, you're not going to see or know. Um, I've seen a lot of music industry on there. I've seen a lot of tech. I've seen a lot of coaches, a lot of Instagram strategists, a lot of podcasters. So there's a lot of different industries on there. I haven't seen just a general like person like at all. Um, there is somebody I know from higher education who's on there, but he also does speaking and, and mentoring. And now he's kind of like adding this like, oh, I do this with my students. I could do this with entrepreneurs. So it's funny how much Clubhouse has impacted like people 
thinking like, oh, I can do this and get paid, you know, like, you know, more than my real job pays me. So yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of just regular people, but it doesn't mean there's not and any and it again, it being like a live podcast, you can go on there and pretty much learn anything you want to find out about. You don't have to go up on stage. Of course, that's going to help you be more visible and get your word out. But if you just go in rooms and listen, that's okay. That's that's totally fine. I think one of my favorite things that's really come out of the last year with COVID is how many people realize that they can make money doing stuff that they actually like that is for me that's been the best thing in the entire world to see is to see my friends who lost their jobs who are like well I like to talk about this suddenly getting paid for it and I'm like I have been saying this for years you guys people want to know how you do what you're doing oh my god like just market your skills if you love something you can make money doing it and i will say this every second of the day until i die because i think it's so important and my friend and i just had this whole conversation about how people worked so hard to get us to where we are technologically that as a society we should be able to sustain ourselves just fine so that people can actually dig into different things that they're passionate about and share that with people and just improve freaking society like there's no reason that we can't all have like basic needs taken care of and then just like dig into it it was like, oh, it was like an enlightenment quote. It was they built like electricity and cars so that their children could focus on like the arts and things like that, improving like our emotional life. But we have just been sucked so deep into the, you have to work 40 hours a week or you're like a failure. You work 40 hours yeah. a week, you go to your job and you do genuinely what one person or a robot could do and you could be doing something you like to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big advocate for the push towards more automation because I'm like, yeah. if things are automated, people can do what they actually love. Like they don't have to worry about that. I don't want people to be breaking their backs, doing a whole bunch of stuff and just sucking the soul out of their lives when they could be making yeah. good money, living a good life, having yeah. good Because it's human, we're human beings. We're not human doings. And, and, you know, people think that what you do, like how much you have done that this day is what defines you of being successful or worthy and it's not you know I think it's it's even funny to think about like my first full calendar year of being out of higher ed I mean and higher ed pay sucks but I more than doubled my pay like it's it it can be done and after that I was like I, I'm not working on somebody else's schedule I like my own schedule so yeah like I love I loved college I had I had a great time I loved getting my English degree I will never I will never hate on just like the skills that getting my educate like my English degree in my head I was like I'm gonna teach and then I was like no I'm not that sounds awful <laughs> but the skills that I got I apply them like to my copy and things like that. But like people who like go to college and they don't have a damn idea what the hell they're going to do. And they're just going to school to take some classes. I don't think, I think that's garbage. I think yeah. if you know what you want to do and you literally have to have a higher level of education in order to do it, absolutely, please do that. I do not want any doctor to have gone through like one anatomy class to do smoke and heart surgery. I don't think, I think they need to go. But the idea that like baseline jobs are like, did you go to college? I'm only going to pay you $12 an hour, but you should have yeah, gone right. to school four years. I'm like, no, 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 I should not have done that. Why did I do that? Yeah. So I 
think I like to think that we're seeing that shift so much, especially with COVID people being like, what am I paying for? I'm doing school online. I could Google all this mm-hmm. shit. So yeah, I yeah. or you could pay an expert directly and learn so much more doing apprenticeship. One-on-one. I mean, how do you think tattoo artists learn what to do? They're paying somebody to teach them that art. You don't go to college for tattooing. And, and I mean, I say this as somebody who has like three baby tattoos. I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I think tattoos are cool, but I'm not in the industry. So don't judge me based on my baby tattoos. <laughs> I have some big tattoos so I was definitely I have seven I have seven I have like two big pieces so I'm like and they were like yeah now I just learned to tattoo from like a shop my friend I'm like and now we are tattooing this and it's gorgeous and I love it but I'm like if you're going into a job that like that the on-the-job training is more important than anything you could have learned before absolutely and so I hope that we do see that shift of people realizing they can make a living doing what they want to do that they don't actually need to go to college in order to do it unless they have a legitimate need for a higher education which again you want to go to med school for eight years please do i need you we need you doctors and nurses and things like that i'm also horrified that covid is going to be why people don't do that because they're going to be like oh i'm not going i don't want to get involved in that because it's just a nightmare and i know that Dang, that's there true are i didn't some even nurses, think about that yeah right Oof, i so some of my friends just like graduated med school in the last couple of years because we're at like the right age. They finished their residency and now they're in COVID. And I'm just, are you okay? And I've got a couple of friends in Cali and they're like, I haven't slept in days. I don't even know. There's just like bodies in the hallway. I don't, so I hope that COVID has been a tipping point to following your actual passions and not wasting a whole bunch of money just to get a degree that you don't need because society is like we need to go to college i'm like no we don't yeah and i mean i definitely think there are benefits to some of it you know having worked on a college and and all of that i do think like the skills you get from the interactions the human skills some people don't have that um coming in and then they do leave with it or hopefully they leave with it you know and and that was always my goal is to help students be better um whether that was learning how to run an event or hey i have 700 dollars to budget for food for this event I, I don't know how to budget money you know let's talk about that so yeah I think practical like if you gotta go to college I think it should be like two years and you're in some real life skills like how to do your taxes how to get insurance how to make like practical things that my friends and I look at our high school lives and like they have younger siblings and we're like what are you learning uh economics what about economics you know, supply and demand. I'm like, did you learn how to do your taxes or balance a checkbook? No, the only things you needed to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're making it. I I hope to see the shift and I hope that things just start getting better. Um, since we are now in 2021, what was probably your biggest takeaway for all of 2020? Like, what did you come away from that year? Just this was your big message or what was the most important thing that you feel like you got out of how hard or how good or just what all of the things that 2020 was? Yeah, I'm... And I mean, honestly, 2020 was like the worst year of my life. I hope I never have to repeat it. And, you know, pandemic or not, I think my extra layer of having my dad pass away, you know, just made it suck even worse. But, um, you know, and I think part of it is I have that resilience and and I don't give up and I found some creative outlets. But, you know, I, 
we're all going to experience hard times at some point in our life. We're all going to lose a parent or have somebody very close to us die. And, you know, I think for me, like I really shared that story because I wanted to normalize it. Um, people don't talk about grief and a lot of people that do talk about it are people that have lost their parents, you know, and I have friends and they would always talk about, oh, my mom died. It's my mom's anniversary or my mom's birthday or this or that, or and I'll just be like, God, that's all they ever talk about is their dead mom. Well, I didn't realize that until I got on the other side. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm the girl with the dead dad now. Like I, I talk about my dad all the time, but it was at this point, my dad's sick. I'm either going to talk about him being sick or I'm going to disappear and people are going to forget about me. So I chose, hey, I'm going to share this story. I'm going to be really vulnerable. I'm going to cry. I'm going to tell people how it is, you know? So I actually had a local friend, her dad passed away, I think last week. And she was like, Nicole, I just want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story because it really truly helped me um, through this. And I was like, well, if I helped you, um, I'm just, that's exactly why I did it. So I'm glad she let me know. And, you know, I think I lost my motivation there for a while, but it came back and I was like, okay, I got to get back on this business thing. I can't just talk about my dad being dead and going to pottery all the time. I got to talk about, Hey, this is what I do to make money. So, um, yeah, so I finally, I think I have my mojo back and I'm just like ready, like 2021, I am here to kick butt and just, you know, have fun. So, yeah. That might be the most important thing that she has said on this whole thing. Normalize your grief, you guys. Mm -hmm. We all have it. It will happen at some point in our lives. It's going to happen. You're going to lose somebody, whether it's expected, unexpected, whether you were close, not close, it's going to happen. And you do not have to be ashamed of your grief. You do not have yep. to do that alone. You shouldn't do that alone. And I speak from deep experience because my mother passed away six years ago, almost. We were not close. We were not close, but it was sudden. It was hospital on Thursday. She was gone by Monday. Like it was wow. down and I hadn't seen them in a year or two. Like we had not talked. We had a big falling out. So she had cancer. So honestly, the fact that it deteriorated so quickly was a blessing in a lot of ways because she went from being in a lot of pain to not. So I look back on that and I'm like, that is the best course of outcome. Like her quality of life would have been non-existent if, mm -hmm. if she had stayed. And I was not sad. Honestly, like when it happened, I rationed out. I'm like, this was the best thing. My father could not have taken care of her. No good, no good would have come from it. So for a long time, I wasn't sad about it. I was like, this is the best thing that could have happened for her condition. It sucks but it was the best thing. And I was like, well, we weren't close. So I don't have a right to be sad about it. And I lived in that for years. Even now, sometimes I get like sad because I'm like, oh, it's literally not an option. But it took me years to feel like I was allowed to be sad because we had a garbage relationship. We did, we weren't close, but she was still my mother. She mm -hmm. still raised me. I can be sad about that. So normalizing the grief of we weren't close, but I'm allowed to feel that. And so now when things happen, with like my friend's parents, I'm like, feel it, feel it right now. You can like, if you need to yeah. scream, cry, vent, all of it, call me. I don't necessarily know that I'm going to understand, but I'm here. And so yeah. last year 
with COVID, more people than I thought I was going to know have passed away. Like friends of friends, parents, friends, parents, like casual acquaintances that I had from like college and I'm like I don't know any of these people but I'm like crying I'm like crying all the time and I'm like this is a hard thing and I'm like how am I supposed to deal with this nobody told me how to deal with this I learned how to deal with grief from a book and so because no one talks about it like if you had been like I had seen you on stories talking about I've been like please keep normalizing it like if you're listening to this you're going through a loss just talk about it because somebody else is going through that right now, or they're going to, or they have been, and they're scared of it. Like, cause we're taught to always just be so happy and don't be mad and cover up when you're sad. That's bullshit and crazy garbage. Mm-hmm. Like you are allowed to feel the full spectrum of things. And I yeah. deeply, deeply, deeply encourage you to do it. You don't have to be ashamed for crying in your grief. Like you should, like, cause just like, it's just going to give you a headache. You just like keep yourself from crying for long enough. You're just going to give yourself a headache and then you're just going to make yourself Mm -hmm. sick and it's going to be horrible. So I think. And everybody processes it differently too. And and timelines are different. So, you know, just because it was so, you know, a long time before you did cry about it doesn't mean it's wrong. That's your grief journey. It's different than mine. You know, um, there are stages that you go through, but it doesn't mean you can't go back to a stage or hop stages. Like it is different for literally everybody. And it just, yeah, I mean, grief can just impact so many things. Like I had somebody um, break up with their fiance and they called me and they're like, can you help me with grief? I know this is like really insignificant compared to losing your dad. I was like, sure, I'll talk to you about like, you know, I'm an open book. And especially if any time somebody gives me a chance to talk about my dad, I will talk about him. Like I love talking about him. And I think people are afraid to ask like, oh, what happened to your dad? Or, you know, um, they think they're going to make me sad, but it's not. I mean, yeah, I might cry. And yeah, of course it's sad. Um, but I, I enjoy talking about my dad. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so important, like, to still talk about them, to remember them, to talk about all of those good memories. Yes, they're gone, but their impact on the rest of your life is still is still going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. their their absence in your life is, is solely physical. It's only physical. Mm-hmm. They are still mentally, spiritually with you all the time influencing you and just like cheering you on and just living inside of you and I think that's so important like yeah a lot of people they did not want to ask me about it because they knew how bad the relationship was and that was good and now I'm like yeah it wasn't it wasn't all that bad so getting to talk about it now I'm not just living in the how bad our relationship was I'm like oh we had some good times there were good moments Mm -hmm. and it reconnected me with some other members of my family that I had not had any contact with so there's just so many things that grief can do to connect us more than to tear us apart so I am here for it and I love I love it I love it so much I am so I'm so grateful that you shared that with us and that you are open about it and I'm just so proud of you for being open about it and willing to share because that is it is hard it is hard shit sharing is hard shit yep yeah yeah especially when you make it that you're vulnerable about it because you know I, I always 
try to be strong and tell myself, you know, like I can do hard things and I certainly can. But I also think like being authentic and human and raw, like that's, that's the true beauty, you know? So yeah, I mean, if anybody at any time, like if you're listening to this or watching this in the future, like feel free to reach out, like shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd be happy, you know, to, to sit there and hold space and just listen to you. So all of her info will be in the show notes for this. So you'll be able to find her, connect with her, follow her, get the best coaching, get on clubhouse and learn a bunch of stuff. Um, So now that we talked all about 2020, (laughs) what are you most looking forward to for 2021? What do you have like in the works programs wise coaching? Like, what are you like, what is your brain baby child for 2021 that you're just so freaking excited about? Yeah. Yes. So right now um, I have a clubhouse challenge. It's a free pop-up group. Granted, by the time that this is live and all that, it might be gone, but my hope is to turn that into um, an evergreen content so you don't have to worry about getting me live. You can just go in and access it. Um, so that'll be coming up. Um, but if you know you do hear this, I'll, I'll still have the same link. It's saundersays.com slash club. Um, and I do have two S's in there. So Saunders says, um, people forget the second S sometimes, but I have that going on right now. Cause I just like we talked about, I just fell in love with Clubhouse and I just want to, you know, share it again um, and give back. So that, and then all of my um, business coaching. So um, right now I kind of have my intro pricing and then I'm raising all of that on February 1st. Um, and so I imagine in a year from now, it's going to sound very different, but um, I'm just really excited to pour into other um, female identifying entrepreneurs and really help them, um, you know, whether they're dealing with imposter syndrome, mindset issues, shiny object syndrome, isolation, which is a big thing right now, um, you know, helping them use their strengths and their personality. And, you know, like you said, you're an Enneagram six. So using that to your advantage, you know, a lot of people think like, I don't want to be an Enneagram six. That's the weakest link on the Enneagram, but it's not like, you know what, if I go on a trip, I want to be with an Enneagram six. Cause they did not forget the toilet paper. Like they are prepared. So- I'm so prepared. I have everything. When we moved inside the moving boxes I had list of what was in the boxes so that I knew you want to go on vacation with me I booked our hotels the rental car I know everything to the second and I have told you when to be ready that is 30 minutes before we actually need to leave so you're actually ready on time I am the planner scheduler and I love that you said shiny object syndrome because as much as I like to plan I'm like oh look at that look at that yeah I gotta do that and like because you see people it's like oh Everybody on Clubhouse is saying you should start a podcast. Well, maybe you need to go start a podcast, but you don't have to start a podcast if that does not align with your growth plan and your business and your strengths. Um, and especially as an introvert, like I had a podcast, but and I love talking about dogs, but daggum, I got tired of talking. Like, how much more can I tell you about my dogs? You know, how much more can we talk about it? Everything. Everything. Yeah. So it's so it's like you've got to do what's best for you. And and you know, everybody's different. You know, you could have a different Myers Briggs than a different Enneagram number than everybody else. Like it just it's kind of in a, you're an onion and you have all of these layers to you. So um yeah, so I'm really excited to pour into people and help them um in that way and and help grow their businesses and just you know going going from full time in a corporate career to full time self-employed and just really killing it and being able to marry that with my higher ed background. Like I'm really excited about that. I'm so pumped. And I love that you're like you're going to use all these different aspects of people to help them in their business. Because I think Mm -hmm. some people get so bogged down of, I am this thing. 
so this is the most important that I'm not going to do any of this other stuff and I'm like you're literally like a whole person use use all Mm -hmm. of the things at your disposal and if you have things that you struggle with we'll highlight something that you're much better at like or outsource it the love of god just outsource it if you suck at something so bad just just outsource if you if there's something in your or if you're even lazy at it like listen when i first i tried to do my taxes i tried to do my bookkeeping but i was so lazy and i can do it i can literally go in and you know type on an excel spreadsheet and type on quickbooks and all this and that but i'm lazy when it comes to that because I don't like to do it I finally said I'm I'm done doing this and I've hired um my CPA I've worked with her for a year and a half now and I'm not getting rid of her anytime soon like I I just that is not something that that makes me happy it doesn't it, it doesn't jazz me up so yeah quit wasting your time doing things you don't like to do Stay in your zone of genius because it's Mm -hmm. going to, Mm -hmm. it's going to cost you more money and it's going to cost you more time if you keep doing something. My first launch, I was like, I'm going to do everything. And I spent four days trying to figure out an email automation campaign thing. And I could have just ripped all of my own hair out. It was the worst thing. And so now I'm like, I pay someone a small fee every month. I write all my emails because I love to write copy, but I'm just like, please fit it to format this and please send it on this day. And <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. I want I want nothing to do with it. I'm like, just make sure that the links all work because I don't really understand. This is the picture we want. I don't understand how to format. It took so much of my soul and I felt like such a failure at it. I'm like, I can do all of these things but not this and like just just outsource it there's someone for everyone out there mm-hmm. like the whole the whole point here is you can find someone who that is their thing i don't yeah. know why this girl loves email marketing as much as she does but she's like yeah like like for sure and i'm like and those perfect. people make some good money i tell you so if you're paying somebody cheap send me their info because i want to know <laughs> she's not uh. that cheap Boom, we yeah. love her. And cheap is relative. Just, you know, what you can afford is relative. So exactly. Like you're gonna the time save that I have to just like know that I just write some dope mm-hmm. copy. And she even like formats like how the paragraphs look, like so they look the best in email and like nice. bold, fancy words. And I'm just like, it's like a godsend, you guys. Yeah. So definitely yeah. like in 2021, stop doing the things that suck. And if the thing that's holding you back is pricing literally just find maybe like someone else who's like a beginner swap services like when i started like building my website i was like i will help you how to budget you help me figure out how to do this and you're getting Mm -hmm. like visual testimonies like she can show like what she did for my site and i can be like this is how much money we saved her this is what we did so don't be afraid to like barter services ask because anyone that you can help that can help you is a testimony for both of you guys now don't go like dm like somebody with like <laughs> six million followers yeah. they will probably not answer you but you know, somebody local if you can find local or fiverr is another one um just for like little like one-off projects like if you just need a graphic designer fiverr like just, they will be there so normalize outsourcing do the yes. things that make you actually happy and just enjoy that uh so i love to have my guests close with the best piece of advice that they would give 
their younger selves. Like if you could go back and hang out with like 15, 16 year old you, not even legal adult you, still like high school, I'm the best in the world you, what would you tell them? Just to know that like what you have to offer is a value. Because like, you know, I wasn't like in the popular circle, but I wasn't in the not popular circle. I was kind of like in between. Um, and I was really, <laughs> I was artsy. Um, but And I was smart. So it was like, you know, I was in these different groups and things, but I was never like homecoming court, prom court or anything like that, which is totally fine. But I was a theater nerds so like not even an on stage i was like a backstage all black clothes all day every day raccoon eyeliner like yeah we didn't no even cool have that at our school so that makes me really jealous but uh you know we uh my my best friend from high school and i were talking about this the other day but um yeah i think just to know that like you already have what it takes you have everything that you you need you just have to go and do it and you know as soon as I decide I'm going to do something I've always really gone and do it done it and chased after it but I think also knowing like just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean that the next best thing is coming because I mean I missed out on like these different scholarships or these different things and um it was like I mean I remember crying my eyes out over it and now I'm like thank god I didn't get that because um I really wanted to be an art teacher well I went to college at UNC Asheville a very great art school um and it was hard like i quit i i gave it up like it was hard i used to do art for fun like in in high school and, and one of my friends who went who i went to high school with also went to unc Asheville. she she ended up being an art teacher and i was like you know at unc Asheville, it was just like you have to explain your art like why you did this and she was like yeah i see a lot of like we didn't get that in, in high school and stuff so it was hard for us to explain that i was like i just do art because i like it you know so i think just because one door shuts doesn't mean the next door isn't your door like that door just wasn't for you the next one might be um and when it is your door it will open it will open very easily it'll be like come on come on hurry up so yeah yeah i always think of like the doors i'm like you probably have more than one door in your house you have options like close Close one door, open another one. Just because you don't want to be in your bathroom right now doesn't mean that it's not still there. Like you have mm -hmm. so many door opportunities that there's always something next. Like you only like don't have another opportunity when you just like quit and you just give up. Like when, yep. and even then that's like an opportunity because maybe you quit and gave up today, but tomorrow. Like there are limitless doors, opportunities, possibilities, and you can do it. You can absolutely mm -hmm. do it. It's going to take time, dedication, consistency, but you can do it, period. That's it. You can do it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time, hanging out with us today. Um, all your info will be in the show notes. I will have uh, the Clubhouse Challenge link. I'll have how they can find you on social media and just all of the fun things. So, y'all, awesome. let's get on Clubhouse. I will put both of our Clubhouse um, names in the description as well awesome. so you can follow us and we can all learn and grow and just slay together. And just thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks again for having me.